Hello and welcome to the Geek and Review Podcast. I'm Jeremy Pappas, as always, joined by a very old man with enormous wings, Mr. Russell Jones. Russell! And they're going gray. I hate to admit it, but the wings have finally started going gray. What's up, Hurricane Boy? Wow. I have a... I have a, I would say that I have a new newfound respect for the people that work, you know, restoring energy to people, but I already did considering that we lived in in Tornado Alley. Russell moved from Arkansas, which is you would hear arguments, but none really run none really really vehement is probably the tornado capital of the world, tied with probably Oklahoma and Kansas to uh, Louisiana, the hurricanes fuck up our shit capital of the world. Yeah, we got Isaac went straight over us almost, uh, and then we were without power at our house for about two days, almost two days. We were lucky. Other people had power out much longer. And if I've learned the difference between hurricanes and tornadoes, you know, just from a general overall perspective, it's that with a tornado, tornado will hit and move on. Right. And you can begin cleanup and restoration immediately afterwards, you know, within like an hour. Right. With a with a hurricane, linemen cannot get out when, until the winds fall below a certain perspective, a certain amount, such as like I think a 30, mm-hmm. 30 miles per hour sustain. Mm-hmm. They can't safely get up with the bucket trucks, so they have to sit and wait. And with Isaac, it just crawled mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. the state. It's like, oh, oh, you want to, you want me to go a little faster? Guess what? I'm gonna slow down, <laughs> and I'm just gonna sit here. And, you know, your shit up. Yeah, it was just so, battering. So we, we had, you know, a lot of wind and a lot of rain. We're continuing to get some flooding issues uh, in, in lower-lying ports, portions of the uh, of the state and of my TV area. So we've been rocking coverage pretty heavily. But um, it just took – I, I was surprised at how long it took for stuff to get through so like the power crews get out and start working. And then I was like, oh – now I'm going to have to apply a whole new timetable to how long I should expect things to be out. So we wound up having a mini hurricane party th- uh, Thursday morning mm-hmm. and grilling all the steaks that were in our fridge and were in danger of thawing out because we were still without power. And redefining or um, or uh, relearning the definition of the word perishable. Yeah. So what can you do? Well, you know, it wasn't – all things considered, it wasn't the worst hurricane uh, in history. So – that's uh, that's pretty good. I know that there there are likely still people without power. Yeah, um, they were they were still working, and you know they have for for people that are in very very isolated areas or have specific isolated issues. Mm-hmm. Like if you've got a tree that's gone down and took two poles with it and has wrapped all the lines up with those poles, you're going to be without power for quite some time. Right. Uh, I'm actually looking at Entergy right now, and their overall summary, they were up to 790,000 people without power, and they've got it down to just 242,000 people that are still without power at this point. Well, hopefully by next week that'll be down to nothing, and people can be back to the business of, you know, living and being just boiling hot in Louisiana still. So, yeah, it's been a crazy week. We had we had we got to deal with tropical depression, Isaac, which was just um just a bunch of rain. And not really even a bunch of rain, just just kind of a normal amount of rain. So, yeah, I know people were hoping it would have a lot of rain and it I think it turned out from what I talked to my parents it sounded like it didn't have a lot of, yeah. you know, 
Nothing, a lot of them would yeah. be good range. There was some flooding in uh, the east part of the state, but nothing nothing really beyond that. So, Well, while Russell was without power, we got some news that, if you listen to the podcast frequently, is not really a surprise to you. ABC has greenlit the Joss Whedon Shield TV series. We've been talking about this for several weeks, and not to toot our own horn, but the, when we first learned that it was a detective series, I believe it was Mr. Jones, who said, oh, it's probably going to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series. So we've actually talked about this before, but it is uh, it is now official. We're going to see S.H.I.E.L.D. on the small screen, which is going to be really cool. Yeah, I mean, with Joss and uh, I think other Whedon's... Yeah, his um, brother, Jed. Writing and directing. And, yep. Yeah, I think it's I think it stands a chance of being a pretty decent TV series, especially since, if if you'll notice, it's not on Fox. No, exactly. It's on ABC. So, so somebody learned their yeah, lesson. Yeah, as long as it's not on Fox or NBC, we're okay. Now, ABC doesn't have the greatest track record, with uh, shows of this ilk, but I think they're moving pretty... I think they're... I think this is a good idea. Now, who will we see in the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series? Unlikely to get a lot of Samuel L. Jackson. If I had to guess, I'd say he'll probably show up for the pilot, at least as a cameo, at least for a little bit. They'll probably talk about him quite a bit. Um, to make it seem like he's in the series, you might get a little Colby Smothers. Colby Smolders? Uh, yeah, Colby Smolders, whatever. It's not her real last name anyway. You might get a little Colby Smolders, um, or Smothers. I may have been talking about the Smothers sister, you don't know. Uh, and I think you could probably get some Agent Coulson, depending on when they do this whole thing. You know, if they do the, if this series takes place in either A, an indefinite time, or B, before the events of the Avengers, which mm-hmm. I think would be, would be wise, because then S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't so tied in with the Avengers that it's odd that they're, that no one is talking about them. You get what I mean? It's. Yeah, it's not that they're necessarily – it's that they become the, the Avengers support staff, right, they, essentially. Exactly. They're the Avengers IT, IT department. Right, and so before that, which is what, if I had to guess, they will likely do with this, you'll hear – they'll mention the events that went on in the individual uh, in the individual Marvel Heroes movies, but it will be – it will be between the movies and the Avengers, if I had to guess. Which means we could see quite a bit of Agent Coulson, actually. Yeah, the other option is, you know, there was there was a joke that was made in the film that I, I know a lot of people are still hanging on to. Uh, someone said, you know, or, or uh, I think it was uh, Robert Downey Jr. had said, you know, uh, no, I'm the life model replica of Tony Stark or something. You know, referencing the actual life model replicas that they have in the comics. Mm-hmm that Nick Fury uses a lot. And so there are like half a dozen different Nick Fury bots running mm-hmm. around. Um, they, they, if they've said it after Avengers, you could see Coulson and you could see, um, you could see him return that way as a life model replica. And honestly, he, if he did, he really wouldn't have to change his attitude and no. demeanor at all. No, I, I don't know. I think that's a little too comic booky for, because we have one thing we have to remember about this whole thing is this is not a comic book. It's not even a comic book movie. 
television shows are structured to get the most viewers possible. It's not structured to get the people that are interested in the subject matter because those people are going to come and they're going to watch. It's structured to get the most viewers possible, even more so than a movie. So I think they will likely, which we see just in the premise of the show itself, it's a, it's a, it's a quote unquote cop drama or, or, or cop show procedural. So we're not even seeing a lot, at least to begin with, at least overtly superhero e. So I don't think we'll see a whole lot of that. I don't think we'll see a whole lot of of real big like alien and tech and stuff like that for a couple of reasons. One, they're gonna want to keep it pretty, you know, they're gonna want to keep it kind of general. And two, they're not going to have the big budget to make those things look as good as they looked in the Avengers. Because people are going to look at the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series and they're going to compare it to the Avengers. Which is not a good thing (laughs) if you're doing a TV series being compared to the most popular movie, I would say, probably of the last decade if not further on. I mean, there's going to be disappointment there because it you can't compare the two. That's like comparing your doghouse to the Empire State Building. I mean, there's a lot of... There's going to be a lot to be desired there, if only from structure and what you have to work with. So if they're smart, they will stick with it being a smart, Joss Whedon-y type show. They won't gorge themselves or bite off more than they can chew, and they'll make a good, solid TV series that, just like all other Joss Whedon shows, people can fall in love with, and it can last either way longer than it should or be canceled and kill the hopes and dreams of nerds everywhere. See, the more I I look into this, the more I think about what kind of plots then are we going to see? How do you do a kind of super cop drama with, you know, with Marvel's stuff, but without making it so that you have to know Marvel to to understand it? I mean, two words said X-Files. Yeah, that's kind of the direction I was going. The the unexplained, Mm -hmm. the weird, also the potentially, you know. The threatening kind of stuff that normal cops can't handle. Mm-hmm. So you might wind up seeing. I would be interested if we start seeing Hydra, you know, Hydra terrorist cells that are using uh, either old, you know, really really powerful tech or potentially, you know, other sources of stuff. You know, that would be like that would make a good overarching season villain for to to oh, put absolutely. a shield. I'm I'm certain we'll see Hydra. The great thing about this. Uh, the, the thing that they really have, if if having the Avengers to be compared to is a detriment, the positive they get, among many positives, uh, from being in this Marvel Avenger family is that they can make ridiculous amounts of references to the movies. They can make ridiculous amounts of references to the source material because it's all owned by Disney. Disney owns Marvel. Disney owns all of these movies. Disney owns ABC. Disney owns everything. So there's nothing off limits in the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series. I expect to see in true Whedon fashion, a lot of references to the movies, a lot of references to comic books, which they're doing a lot in comic TV series. I mean, look at uh, Arrow that we discussed last week. Arrow goes for some pretty 
obscure, I, I hate to use the word obscure because for us, nothing is really obscure, but for the average person, they go for pretty obscure, pretty specific parts of the, the intellectual property that they're working with through Green Arrow. So I think you'll see a lot of that. You'll see a lot of villains from the Marvel Universe that had to deal with S.H.I.E.L.D. that aren't really super popular. The, the, the characters you would never see in a Marvel movie, you'll see in the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series, which is really cool when you think about the, the kind of, I mean, this goes for villains and for heroes as well. I mean, think about the, the members of the Avengers that you'll probably never see in a TV show. I mean, there are a lot of them. So I'm, I'm interested. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty cool. So here's another very important question that has to be asked. How many, let's say, Whedon cronies are we going to see in this film? You know, or in the, 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 TV we, show. the Joss Whedon all-stars, if you will. Uh, Eliza Dushku, right. Alan Tudyk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those, you know, those will both be there. Amy Acker. How many, how many of those are we going to see in here? I think, well, I, I think we, honestly, with a TV series like it is, I think we'll see pretty much. You know who I. You know who we will absolutely, one hundred percent, no chance not going to see. And I'll call it right now. Who's that? Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Why will we see Nathan Fillion? Because he's already on an ABC show. Yeah, that's not. That's unfortunately not going to happen. Why wouldn't you see Nathan Fillion? <laughs> um, maybe as maybe maybe ooh. Ooh, 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 I just had a horrible, horrible, awesome thought crossover. <laughs> if you see him as Captain Hammer, I had that same thought. No, 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 oh, no, no. no. If you Cap- saw him no. as... If you see him and Beckett oh, on a no, crossover no, 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 no. teaming up with S.H.I.E.L.D. No, for like a half no, mission or no, something. No, 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 no. Come on! That will never happen. And Come on! That will thankfully never happen. No, I, th- I think we'll see him as something. Why wouldn't they want to throw him in there? Maybe even as like a senior shield agent. Why wouldn't they want to throw him in there? He walks across the he walks across the lot. He's in an office with some people. He says some things. Whedon loves him. He's already on ABC. I, from because I'm a TV promotions guy, I'd do it. I'd do it fucking immediately. He would honestly, honestly, he'd be in the pilot. I would make him like a senior. Sh- <laughs> I would make him a senior shield agent that you can pull out occasionally, and have him just say some stuff, make him a badass, and and I I would totally do it. He does. It's not a big time commitment. You throw a little money at him. He gets to work with Whedon. That's that's that is a great idea. I love it. I'm a big I'm a big huge fan. I think that would be. I think we'll definitely see him. I think I think yeah. If we do, it'll be that. It'll be a nice. It'll be a nice, you know, little quick thing. It won't be, you know, as a recurring role. Mm-hmm. Although, although having Castle and Beckett as a crossover, they're not going to do that. I know, but come on. No, they won't do that. I could almost. You know what's more? I, I mentioned it before, just kind of in passing. You know what's more? What's more possible that they could do? They could have Captain Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> why why not who's to say that that dr horrible sing-along blog doesn't happen in the same they're like you know they're like second tier superheroes and supervillains 
you know, imagine bad ho- – okay, imagine – we're getting really deep into this now. Imagine, if you will, if the two if the two universes were one, if Dr. Horrible, Horrible's sing-along blog and all of the characters therein existed in – the Marvel uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. universe. Imagine Bad Horse being like a minor league Sinister Six. <laughs> bad Horse, Bad Horse, Bad Horse, Bad Horse. Imagine that. Uh, it's across the nation. In... You don't know the yeah, yeah, yeah. words. Yeah, uh, imagine, <laughs> oh, imagine oh, being oh, like... You called me out. You called me out. I'm singing that damn thing at the end of this podcast. <laughs> imagine, if you will, they're like a minor... They're like the minor leagues. And S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers, and they're like the Major League. Imagine that. that that's not that's not, beyond that's not the realm very of far off at all. That's not beyond that's the not realm of possibility. Now, that's a, little, that's a little meta, and I don't think that Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog is... Uh, no, one, no one shoot me. Everyone calm down. I don't think it's popular enough for them to do that, at least not with the peoples in general. But... I I don't think that it's completely outside the realm of possibility for that to potentially happen. So I'm really, uh, on top of all that, I'm really interested in the potential superheroes we could see. Such as Iron Fist. That's true. We will likely never see an Iron Fist movie. Yeah. Uh, Luke Cage. Oh, Luke Cage. Uh, we could see, now... This, I hope one day to see a Doctor Strange movie, but we could have Doctor Strange cameos. You know, yeah, that's and that's one that's very near and dear to my heart. I'm, I would love to see too. some really good Doctor, really yeah. good Doctor Strange. Me too. Believe me, I am. I am all about the Sorcerer Supreme. I'm a big Doctor Strange is likely my second favorite comic book character. I'd love to see a Doctor Strange movie. I don't think it will happen. But I... but having Doctor Strange and you know my number one gasting choice for Doctor Strange for on on any kind of medium at this point, Hugh Laurie. Yeah, having that. having Hugh Laurie show up as Doctor Strange would be... for like three or four episodes just as a consultant. <laughs> you know, Here's they, go the, they go to the they go to the Sanctum I... Sanctorum to talk to him about something, <laughs> and he's got crazy ass crap going on in the background. I'm saying. Stuff that I love to hear. I was sitting here's here's I'm gonna I'm gonna reenact. I will be sitting on my couch watching she watching Shield TV series, enjoying it. Right, I'm eating some uh, artisan Doritos, just loving it. And then all of a sudden, Hugh Laurie shows up as Doctor Strange. I immediately pause the TV and just run around the house for 15 minutes screaming. Ah! I'm bouncing my head into the wall. I'm bouncing up and down like a cartoon character. That would be fucking incredible. Um, Mockingbird, Miss Marvel. We could see Captain Britain. He was a secret Avenger. Yeah. Uh, Valkyrie, Giant Man. <laughs> Huff HuffPo has a list of their casting choices, including several characters from Shield that they suggest. Um, they actually suggest Elijah Dushku as Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine, who was a sometimes Nick Fury love interest. Hmm. Amy Acker suggested as Jessica Jones. The one-time superhero who gives up the spandex becomes a private eye. Right. I'm, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to bring Dum Dum Dugan back with, of course, Neil McDonough playing. That would probably. That could potentially happen. What about Vision? Oof. Well, 
depending on what kind of vision you do, because you had, I mean, you had the original vision, but then you also had, I liked the ultimate version of vision. Yeah. Ultimate Vision came back as this robotic probe sent by a, uh, yeah, a then, race who uh, was eaten by Galactus. Yeah, that was and then, uh, that was Wes. Was that was that he really he did a lot with? No, that was no. I'm thinking of the I'm thinking of something completely different with West Coast Avengers. No, Vision would yeah, be interesting. Quake was an original Avenger. Quake, aka Daisy Johnson. Uh, we will likely see her because she was an agent of Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just kind of a, she's a super powered agent of shield. She just so many options that I don't think people realize with shield. I mean, there's a lot to work with, with shield. And I'm glad, I am glad to see quote unquote, the hardworking men and women of shield <laughs> put in the spotlight. Oh, that's going to be said 900 million times now. Thank you. Yeah. Cause you know, all these people listen to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah going to insert a cricket chirp right there for later so we we mentioned something else that needs to be uh that needs to be attention needs to be paid to it joss also explicitly said that there is a uh sequel for the dr or horrible dr horrible blog. right um i'm interested I, I first of all dr horrible single sing along logs fantastic i wonder what form the uh, the 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 second one will take. Will it be online again? I hope so. I would hope so too. I think it was a fantastic medium, and I think that they stand the chance to um, to either duplicate it to put lightning back in the bottle again, mm-hmm. or do something a little different with the same medium, like take this thing along blog. Because I mean. It, the 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 idea fit perfectly. He's sitting there and doing this video log mm-hmm. that becomes a you know a full on production. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe you'd see the same thing, um, but over a longer period of time. Maybe you do shorter episodes. Not really. Well, they were pretty short to begin with. But you do more of them. You know, you make it more of a serial, and it takes a bit longer to to play out. That's what I think people would really like to see. Because another quick two or three episodes, and you're done, would be. Would be nice, but I th- I think that you could take it longer and do something really cool with it. You know what my ideal storyline for this is? For the uh, for Sing Along Blog Two. Yeah, my ideal storyline is um, if you haven't seen Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog, first off, you're everyone a has seen Doctor Horrible yes, Sing Along Blog. You're a horrible. No one listening to this. Go has not rectify seen. that. No one exactly. listening to so this you know, has not seen this. So you know what happens to Penny. Felicia Day's character, right. you know, she dies as a result of the, the, the whole thing, and it becomes his introduction into the evil of evil. Th- what I'd like to see is, like, the first episode, he is still struggling, you know, he's doing these bad things, but there's really no point anymore, you know, he's, Penny's gone, what's the whole, why does it matter anyway, and then he starts seeing these flashes of her, and he's like, am I going crazy? Am I literally going insane? Is, is it finally happening? Bum, bum, and then at the end of the episode, bum, bum, it turns out bum, that bum, she's actually there. And then, like, later on, you realize she, Penny had an evil twin sister, the bad girl. Maybe she has an eye patch. And she is, you know, this, like, ruthless, actual, honest-to-God, evil villain. And Villainess. Villainess. And it becomes this uh, – she almost becomes a foil for for him. I mean you've got Hammer, but Hammer is you know, kind of hammered out. Maybe she's Boo. there you – know, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got you've got her as this, you know, this actual honest to goodness, honest to evilness, bad girl who thinks that he, you know, who, who set out for revenge because she knows the truth. Dr. Horrible is the one responsible for the death of her sister. And the entire time, he's still trying to reconcile these feelings with her. And it's, you know, it's it's that kind of comic evil twin, you know, storyline that I think would fit perfectly. Now, no, this has nothing to do. I, I, I assure you this has nothing to do with Russell's desire to see Felicia Day as a bad girl. Come nothing on. at all to do with that. It is completely unrelated. This is totally academic. Nothing at all to do with with undoubtedly tight spandex and or leather. Nothing at all. The Black Widow costume would sell like hotcakes. Nothing at all to do with that. He's he's being 100% forthright in his opinion. Nothing at all. You know, I agree. It's not a... I, I could definitely see that. I think that's one thing they could do. It is interesting, though, because it's clear when they made the original sing-along blog, they didn't anticipate doing another one. Or they probably wouldn't have killed off Penny. They probably would not have defeated Captain Hammer in such a way that he is kind of, I mean, he's, he's emasculated in front of everybody. I could almost see, let's take this another way. What if Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog was not about Dr. Horrible? What if it's not called Dr. Horrible sing-along blog? What if it's called Captain Hammer's sing-along blog, and it shows Captain Hammer's rise from from finding out what, from this great defeat, and discovering what it's like to be a true hero, and actually not be such a huge douchebag? I... And he has a foil in, in Neil Patrick Harris, who is, is, is... He considers himself above... They've switched places, basically. Captain Hammer is now where where Dr. Horrible was, and vice versa. Except Dr. Horrible's heart's really not in it because of what happened with Penny. He's not really... You know, he's not really that evil. That's the thing that, that ended up that I think we'll really see in the sequel is that Dr. Horrible is not really that evil. Yes, I think that's also going to be that, that I think that's a very strong possibility for what could happen with his character, but the whole villain blog was great because it you know, it was from the villain's perspective. That's part of the reason why it was so compelling. You saw what happened with this, you know, this rise to becoming an actual right. villain. Right. But... I don't I don't think I don't think the reverse would be as compelling. Look at it this way. With Hammer, because it's been done before. Look, well, no, well, wait a minute. Look at it this way. Who was the quote-unquote villain in the sing-along blog? Hammer. Captain Hammer. Captain Hammer, corporate tool. He, that, I'm saying they're doing the same thing, just backward. He's a vi- He's essentially a villain. Now we're taking who is, we're taking Captain Hammer, who, though he is a quote-unquote hero... He is a villain. We all know him as a villain. No one likes Captain Hammer. He is a villain. He's not a good superhero. He's a shitty he's superhero. Dis- he's a disgrace. He's, well, he's, not only is he disgraced, though, at the very... I mean, he's not a good superhero. 
Right. He's like a he's like a guy who has superpowers and thinks, oh, I'm gonna go be a hero, but doesn't have any of the. He's a guy playing at hero. He has none of the emotional baggage that has to come along with being a vigilante and putting your heart into helping people who can't help themselves. He has none of that. So in all reality, Captain he, Captain Hammer is a villain. He's a villain who tries to do good things, and think of all the lives that he's destroyed being a villain. I mean, we saw what happened with the van. In He could very easily have killed how many people had he not yeah. been stopped by... All those people that had been passing Felicia Day by on the street earlier. Right. You didn't time the petition! You get run down! <laughs> so, I think that's that's... The more I think about it, the more I think that that's pretty possible. We'll see Captain Hammer... I'm trying to figure out why he's such a terrible superhero. Now everyone knows he's a terrible superhero. And now he's he's going to be treated like a villain when he goes out into in in public because everyone's like, "Oh, you're a terrible superhero." The disgraced superhero might be interesting to see brought back. I think it, I think it could be I think it could be interesting trying to find redemption and then kept and so what's what's uh what's um Dr. Horrible going to be doing? He's going to be, I mean, he's he's probably not going to be, you know, the bad horse evil league of evil all over the place. He's going to be, you know, we know that he's not that evil. So you have kind of an, it almost gives you two, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing, I think. At the very least, I mean, and we're not Joss Whedon. So clearly it could be none of those things. But it's interesting yeah. to talk about. Yeah. I just think... I, I mean, you could see Dr. Horrible, you know, kind of becoming uh, – trying to move away from doing the bad things, the really, really, really bad things. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, he – his whole motivation was he wanted to hand up the world to Penny on a silver platter. He wanted to show, you know, people that Captain Hammer was was not that great, that he was, mm -hmm. a, he was a dick. And he had – you know, he almost got both things. He got one thing for sure. Mm -hmm. But now he's left, you know, after it's all over, what is he left with? I mean, he could go out and rob banks. He can go out and, you know, um, cause mayhem and everything. But but what's the point? I think that's what is going to be so interesting is, you know, now that you've got what you wanted, you know. Right. How do, what do you deal with it? How do you what do you do with it? So, yeah, that's what I'm interested to see is how is how he how he changes and goes forward from there. Dr. Horrible is very Shakespearean in a way that he thinks he wants something in the original sing-along blog. He thinks he wants something and he strives to gain something that he really, when you, when you, you see him outside as a character, you can't imagine him wanting to have, you know, he's not the kind cause he's not, he's not evil. He's ambitious toward goals that are considered ultimately evil, but he's not an evil guy. I th so that will be very interesting when now he's, I think we'll see he's gotten everything that he, that he desires with the exception of Penny dying. Though at the end of the sing-along blog, he, while he was obviously really emotionally devastated by that, he seemed to be very, you know, at the end, he was very much, I'm this evil guy now. I think we'll start to see cracks forming in that new, I'm this evil guy. And he's going to slowly, he's going to slowly realize that he's not even a villain to begin with. 
he never he, for some reason he wanted to be a villain but he's not a I mean, he doesn't have it in him he's not a villain to begin with he would make a much better superhero and that's why i think you know my original idea of having there be evil an penny, evil penny if you will just because she would be the diametric opposite she would absolutely be there to you know wreck things and uh would know you, you're not cut out for this. You're responsible for my sister's death. And while she was, you know, whatever, she was still my sister. I'm going to completely take everything away from you. You're going to get kicked out of the evil league of evil. I'm going to tear your world down. Everything you said you were going to do, I'm going to do to you. And I'm, I'm going to abs- actually do it instead of mistakenly do it because I know what I'm doing and I'm actually evil. And then you see him going, I'm not that evil, you know, She's doing all these things. I, f- I find myself wanting to stop her. Why? You know? And maybe you see a bit of that influence that Penny actually had on him uh, kind of showing up. I don't know. I would kind – I think I would kind of rather see uh, – I think I would kind of rather see a Captain Hammer story. I, I'd like that, – that sounds okay. Yeah, but, but what if – but what if he then goes to find Captain Hammer and they team up and he brings him back – no, it's interesting. It's there's a lot to the good thing about the sing along blog original is that there's a lot there. There's more than meets the eye as far as web, you know, shows are are considered oh, yeah. and it's it's not it's not well liked because it's Joss Whedon and it's Nathan Fillion and it's Neil Patrick Harris and Felicia Day. It's well liked cuz it's actually good. And there's a lot of – I mean, th- think of all the characters we're talking about and now compare them to you know, blockbuster Hollywood movies. These characters have layers. They have – they're fully realized as individuals. We see that they're both they, – they, they have a yin and a yang. They have uh, you know, a good side and an evil side, a, a, an intelligent side and a dumb side. I mean you even look at somebody like, like Penny who is very one-dimensional. Uh, as far as the character is concerned, she's good. That she is the she is the essence of good. However, she's with Captain Hammer, who was so obviously not. It, it, you almost have to think: is she she's good, but is she being swayed by you know him being Captain Hammer and and being you know an attractive guy? And is he overlooking all the stuff that clearly she's not stupid and she's mis- so? There's a lot of stuff there, which is why I think you you get a lot of excitement when people start talking about a number two. And I mean, to be fair, we could sit here on the podcast for another half hour and come up with six more storylines that would be interesting from, you know, anyone's perspective. Hell, you could do a bad horse storyline and it'd be good. Bad horse has more (laughs) bad horse. A throwaway character has more motivation than half of the shit you see in Hollywood now. Who would have thought that the return of a Mr. Ed show would be in the form of the bad horse? <laughs> the thoroughbred of sin. The thoroughbred of sin. Uh, sp- <laughs> awkward transition. Execute. Speaking of horses, there are films coming out soon that will include a lot of horses, probably. Really? We're talking about The Hobbit. I said That's awkward <laughs> transition execute. We're talking about dwarves. They won't even get on a pony. Okay, well, we're, now we're talking about The Hobbit. 
So everyone, come on, come on. That's, I'm leading people from room to room. Come here. Now let's talk about the Hobbit over here in the foyer. Uh, big Hobbit news that wasn't didn't seem to pop out as big as uh, I thought it should. It happened yesterday pretty early, and it didn't really make a lot of... Anyway, Big Hobbit news. We now know that there will be... We've known that there will be three Hobbit movies. We now know what all three of those Hobbit movies are going to be called. We also know when they are going to come out. Here's the information. We've known for a while that Hobbit, uh, the Hobbit movie number one, a.k.a. The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey, is scheduled for release December 14th of this year. That's what we've known so far. We knew there were going to be two other ones. We didn't know when. We didn't know what. Here's what they are. Hobbit film number two, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog, December 13th, 2013, a year and a day following an unexpected journey. Now, here's the interesting part. The Hobbit There and Back Again, Hobbit movie number three, July 18th, 2014, six months after The Desolation of Smog. It's actually one day less than a year and seven months. Uh, what, really? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Whatever. December 14th is the first one. December 13th, right. one day less yeah, than a year. Backward. And then July 18th, seven months later. Yeah, seven months later. Okay, yeah, Russell's right. Um, just take what Russell said and, and paste it over what I said. Uh, Who cares? Uh, it's still less than a year. Right, less than a year between uh, Desolation of Smog and There and Back Again. Really interesting. Why would they do that? This is not something that people... Because these these big trilogies and things have been happening now for a while. We're not... It's not unusual now to have these... I mean, we had Harry Potter. There was seven, eight of them. Uh, which had four. Uh, we had the original Lord of the Rings, which was the three. Now we have The Hobbit. We have three movies. But they're not following that same formula. They're going year... They're going a year and then about seven months. Interesting. What do we think about this? I'm actually not surprised of the, of how long it's going to take or how short of a time it's going to take between the, the last two films because the decision to make three films was made arguably a little late in the game. So it's not going to take, I would argue, as long mm -hmm. to break the two up, mm -hmm. especially considering if they follow the same overall, you know, look and feel as the original trilogy, which why not? I mean, truckloads and banks full of money. Um, if they do follow that, there's not going to be that much difference between the three movies. It's going to be one giant ass long movie. Right. And I'm sure they I'm, I'm sure it would be made as a giant ass long movie. If that were possible, if they could do that, which we we all knew that at some point in the future, there was going to be a time when we could sit down and watch 16 hours of Hobbity goodness, followed by another 14 hours of Lord <laughs> of the Rings goodness. And those 30 hours would be incredible. You stretch them across 48 hours. You got time for eating and sleeping and bathroom breaks. Yes, it's glorious. Uh, yeah, okay, first of all, we were talking about this uh, ahead of the podcast, and Russell mentioned some review, said, hey, don't make these movies very long. Uh, to that reviewer, go straight to hell and fuck yourself. Make these movies as long as you want. Long. There's nothing bad about a long movie as long as it's a good, long, compelling movie. If you make a long movie and there's a bunch of stuff in it that you could cut out, 
awesome. Cut that stuff out. Make a shorter movie. Let's let's make the story move quickly. However, movies are not short form content. They're not. They're not supposed to be. Movies should be as long as they're supposed to be. They're like books, not like TV shows. TV shows are intended to be watched in a series. They're intended to, you see one, and then the next week you see another one, which is why you don't want to have four-hour-long TV shows every week unless you're The Bachelor. Uh, Yeah, there's like six hours of The Bachelor on usually. I don't know who the fuck is watching this, but they need help. Um, I just insulted half of America. Don't care. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Bachelor sucks. Right. So movies, long form content. They're like books. Uh, no one says, God, I'm not going to read that book. It's super long because it's a book. It's a self-contained containment. You're supposed to go from the beginning to the end. It's supposed to last exactly as long as it's supposed to last. These movies should be as long as they need to be. They're splitting it up into three movies to keep it from being as long as they want it to be. Because I fully, fully believe that if Peter Jackson had his way, he would do one long movie that would be called The Hobbit, and it'd be 14 hours long, and I would watch it. <laughs> I fully believe that. I, I, and honest, I, I kind of hope... That at one point, Peter Jackson walked into a room full of business movie guys and said, here's my grand idea. I want to make a Hobbit movie. They're like, great, that sounds like a good idea. That'll make tons of movie. And I want it to be 18 hours long. Oh, so you want to do multiple movies? No, I want to do one movie that's 18 hours long because I'm Peter Jackson and the story matters. The Hobbitmentary. But but Pete, we can't do that. Fuck you! I'm Peter Jackson! You do what I say! Or I'm gonna have Sir Ian McKellen dress up as Gandalf and kill you. (laughs) Because I have those powers. (laughs) And then they said, I tell you what, we'll let you make them as long as you want, but we have to have three of them, because we don't think people... We don't think theaters would want to run an 18-hour-long movie. As frightened as we are as Sir Ian McKellen, we just... We just have to try to talk you off this ledge. So he decided, okay, three movies. And I, I, I hope the three movies are three hours long apiece. I, I want them to be as long as Peter Jackson wants them to be. I mean, that's that's really the bottom line. Think of all the cool stuff that happened in the Lord of, in the, Lord of the Rings that were taken out of the movie. Now, granted, that was probably good for the movie. Because you don't need to say everything to get through the story. Yeah. But at the same time, think of all the cool stuff that could have, you know, I I think if he's going for this, because when the Lord of the Rings were made, it was a completely different world. People weren't used to this was in 2000s. This was in the late 90s when they were shooting these movies. Yeah. People weren't used to going and see. I mean, look at the only trilogy you had to compare it to Star Wars. Star Wars are movies of average length. They are. They're just movies of average length. Yep. I think Jedi was a little bit longer than the rest of them, but not by much. This was these. They, they yep. were created in a completely different world. Well, people went to the movies, and you did a trilogy that did three movies. And when you had one story to tell, you had you told one story. Aliens one is one movie. It was intended to be one movie. Aliens two was one movie. It was intended to be one movie. When he started doing the Lord of the Rings, he said, "We're going to do all three books." And we're going to chop him up and do three movies. When in all reality, if he were doing what the average person would do, Lord of the Rings would have been one movie, and it would have been of average length. Mm-hmm. That's not what he did. And I think he can take it further. If he can make a good movie that's three hours long, and you put them all together, and they're 12 hours long with extra content, do it! 
I am 100% okay with that. And I will watch all of them. I don't care. You going to the bathroom be damned. Yeah. I just... I, I said this before in the podcast. I have a bad tendency to get a large Coke and drink it all before the beginning of a movie. So I used to judge movies by how long it would take me before I was suffering kidney failure. And that would usually be about two hours, a little over. So when the Lord of the Rings movies came out, uh, I think during Two Towers, I had to make you know a, a flying leap to the bathroom um, to, in, in the last two-thirds of the movie. And I was like, damn, these movies are long. But ever since then, as I've grown steadily older, the time that I can last has been kind of getting smaller and smaller. So I'm just going to have to. Welcome to the uncomfortable part of the podcast, everybody. Come on in. Sit down. There's beanbag chairs for everybody. Let's talk more about Russell's bladder. So, Russell, do you often have bladder problems? Well, when I'm in the movie theater, you'd be shocked. Here's what I yeah. do when I go to the movies. I go, I get lunch or dinner, depending on how late the movie is. I wait for 30 minutes, I use the bathroom, and then I can watch a six-hour-long movie because I don't got nothing left. I don't concess normally. Um, I just – I let the, 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 girl, the girlfriend concesses. I don't. I'll occasionally have a sip or two of, of a drink, but it, it doesn't really – I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. You know, I wouldn't. Here we go. Why don't we? Why don't we have an intermission? Do a movie with an intermission. They used to do that all the time. Let's have an intermission. Yep. You know, I I, I would be completely okay with that. Do I mean hell? That would be. Now that I think about it, I think that's a fantastic idea. I think Peter Jackson should put him in intermission in the middle of the movies, and he just goes up to a title card that looks all Lord of the Ringsy and says intermission. Lord of the Ringsian. Yeah, Lord of, you know what the Lord of the Rings looks like. That makes oh, sense yeah, yeah, to yeah. people. It's Lord of yeah, the Ringsian. Yeah, yeah. Uses the Trahan font, and it said, we will return in five minutes, and then everyone gets up to go use the bathroom. And if you want to get really interactive up in this crap, you could uh, do, like, developer interviews or a short vignette of some sort. That's, you know, interviews with Peter Jackson and blah, blah, blah. Throw in an intermission there, Pete. Make them as long as you want, brother. Shine on, you crazy diamond. I am, I am totally okay with that. Um, talking a little bit more about substance and a little bit less about just movies in general, the the informed opinion is that the actual okay the actual Hobbit, as in the book The Hobbit, will be book one and book three. Book two, The Desolation of Smog, will be taken from Tolkien's notes, which they said early on was good. there were going to be things from the notes, there were going to be things from other works, there were going to be things from the Silmarillion. That was all going to be together. So the the thought is book one is going to be the beginning of The Hobbit, book two is going to be comprised almost entirely of the notes and the, and the Sil- Silmarillion and all the other stuff, and then book three is going to be the actual denouement, the finale of the of the whole story. So are they actually calling the movies books or are you calling call- them books because that's how long you want them? Um, no, I'm no, I mean, they're, they're based on the books. Yeah. 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 Oh, we're calling them books. But you, you, you're calling it book one, book two, no. book three, movie one, movie two, movie three. Um, the movies are like books. People don't yep. understand that movies are like books. You have this, I mean, they, it's, a, it's not unlike, it's like a book with pictures. It's not like a TV show. If you take books, you take movies, you take TV. Books are like movies. TVs are not like books. TV is not like books. TV is not like movies. It's not supposed to be like movies. A movie is like TV. It's like a technological book. 
you know, a video game is a lot like a movie or a video game is a lot more like a TV show than a book in a video game. You have, you know, you have rises and falls and you have arcs and you can go and stop and go and stop. And it's intended for you to go and stop and go and stop. Movies aren't intended for you to watch a quarter of it, go somewhere, come back a week later, watch another quarter of it. So you have the four, that's how they line up, at least as far as I'm concerned. People would could probably disagree with me. But but that's that's the way I see it. If if you do TV, TVs are like video games. You you watch some and then you come back and you watch some. Or you can wait and watch four at once. Or you can wait and watch all of them at once and take the you know, it's exactly like people play games. Some people sat down at Skyrim and played the whole damn thing. And some people still haven't gotten past the dwarf section of Skyrim. You know, it's just the way things go. So, super awesome Hobbit movies coming out in December. I also, uh, I, I think it will be really interesting to see that there and back again in July, because that's the height of summer blockbuster time. And a lot of people have said that the original Lord of the Rings films look so good because they pulled that Titanic trick, which was release a crazy good movie in mm-hmm. a time period where there are no other crazy good movies. Yeah. Um, well, you, you saw the, um, I think the, the Harry Potter films have had did the some, did the same thing for years. I mean, that's it, one thing that James, Macy always, right. James Cameron invented it. He did it with, yeah. with the Titanic. He said, Titanic is going to come out in like early December. I want to say like Titanic's going to come out in early December. And everyone's like, what, why that's, why not a summer blockbuster? Because because early December. Fuck you guys. And then it came out, and it was the most successful movie ever made ever in the history of the world. And everyone's like, "Oh, okay. Well, that makes a whole." Lot. There was jack all going on at the same time. I mean, exactly. what do people what do people do on Christmas besides you know occasionally Christmassy stuff? Go to the movie. They tend to go see movies because mm-hmm. it's so. Yeah, but I mean that's what Macy always loved about Christmas for the last several years was that there was a Harry Potter film, mm-hmm. and then they put the other one in the middle of the summer, and she was like, "Now I won't have a Harry Potter film at Christmas for the first time in like seven years." Yeah, but you know what you will have. The motherfucking Hobbit. Yeah. And when the last one comes out, it's also going to be in that same time period as uh, Captain America Winter Soldier yep. and Guardians of the Galaxy. So it'll be, once again, another summer of really badass geekdom. Mm-hmm. Just like this summer, which was fantastic. You mentioned uh, Skyrim a minute ago, and I wanted to derail into something else. We found out that uh, there's going to be another DLC already planned and released soon for Skyrim called Hearthfire. I don't know, because you don't play Skyrim. Um, you haven't, I don't think you've seen this. No. The Dawnguard uh, DLC was pretty beefy and took forever from when the game initially launched for them to put it out. And, you know, it included kind of the same, what, what, what I expected the DLC to look like. It included this whole other faction. You know, you could either play as the Dawn Guard, which are vampire hunters, or you could play as the vampires. And it included some other, you know, quality of life things like the va- the, the werewolf skill t- uh, perks tree and some other things. But, you know, the, the main story content and questing content was this other faction like the Dark Brotherhood or the Mage's Guild. Hearthfire is all about building your home. It is literally the Sims in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. You build a home, you get the materials from out in the world, like nails and boards and things. You go to this crafting table, you design your home, you can add on parts to it like turrets and, and you know other outdoor additions. Like at one point it showed – this actually got me excited. They showed that you could have beehives and raise bees 
and you would get bees, you know, because you can use bees and honeycomb as as uh, alchemy reagents, and I could never fucking find them anywhere. <laughs> so the fact that you can grow your own it makes me just ecstatic. I seriously hope that you can make skooma so that someone can make can basically turn their uh, turn their home into a Breaking Bad style meth lab. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That would be killer. And you can adopt kids. Because there's you know little rugrats running around all over the place in this world, you can adopt them, bring them home, and put them to work own. in your scuba lab. The, the scuba yeah. lab. <laughs> like nice. daddy, why do all the Khajiit have to live in the basement, and why don't they get real clothes? Hush, honey, don't give them real clothes. <laughs> if you throw even a sock at them, that means we have to let them go. That's in the contract. <laughs> because their house Khajiit now. Because they're not real. <laughs> those those oh don't worry, clothes are for people. Um, it sounds interesting. That style of gameplay is, is just, it's something that a lot of people like. It's really interesting that the developers are going for that audience of, because it's not the same audience that plays Skyrim, I would argue. Now you have your, the audience that plays Skyrim and loves Skyrim and will do anything when it has Skyrim on it, will play it obviously. And they'll probably love it because it'll probably be a great game, but they're kind of going for almost the more casually gamers who would be like, Oh hell yeah. Skyrim seems interesting. And this is like the Sims. So let's totally do that. It's, it's almost like fable without the fighting. See, I would say the exact opposite. I think it's for for more people who are really, really into into Skyrim because you can have a house in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. You know that that came with the game. You do you become a thane in a in a town like White Run or Solitude, and they give you uh, a ho- you know you can buy a home, and then you can uh, add parts onto the home, like add a room that does this, or add uh, a crafting table or an alchemy table or something like that. This lets you just take that adds more design elements to it so that you can pick various things. Although, judging from the trailer, I can't be sure if you're allowed to build different types of homes or you're stuck with one basic home design and you're stuck with the ability to add on only specific things so that all the homes will look the same, mm-hmm. but they'll all, um, you know, you can you can choose the amount of stuff you add on and the amount of time you invest and money you invest into it. But you can buy a plot of land out in various areas. So there are probably only there are probably specific areas that every house will be built on and every house may or may not look the same, but um and you know the interior might be different. Mm-hmm. And you know you can actually I saw one thing that was interesting to me is that I saw in the uh, trailer that it looked like you can take armor sets you have and you're not wearing or weapons that you have and you're not using and you can put them as trophy stands or if you kill certain monsters and things you can mount them in your uh in your home as trophies which looked really cool so uh, i i think it's actually you know especially i don't know what the requirements are going to be as far as you know how many nails and how many boards and blah 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 you need to be able to build this stuff but i think it's going to be a pretty time intensive uh requirement and it, it also it kind of parallels something that you're getting in the mists in Missa Pandaria, um, which I will agree with you actually could be more for kind of, you know, farm, farm village, casual players. You can get your own farm in mists of Pandaria. There's a faction of Pandaren called the tillers 
and you do quests for them and you get a plot of land and you can you know get plants to plant there and choose what you plant in it and it can take like 24 hours to grow when it grows random things could happen like it could be a you know a, a really bumper crop it could be you know infested it could you know there's a number of different things that could occur but it's a way for you to get mats and get uh get other benefits and things out of the world without going out and like grinding for them you so know? you have to log on at a certain time and harvest them or they where they fall into ruin i'm guessing i don't know about that um i know that there are several guides out there but i haven't really dug into them yet i've i've kind of put off really digging into mr area stuff because i want to i want to kind of experience it as it goes out i don't want to be like ooh tillers yeah and i race all the way to 90 just so i can get to see that content right I've I have logged in since the patch one point the the five point zero point four patch came out, which is the it had the big talent changes. It had a few other kind of pre mists changes now. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have been playing a little bit more WoW, and I like what they've. My biggest my biggest like is the ability for all of your mounts and all of your pets to be used by all of your characters, with a little few caveats, like the engineering specific stuff you can't use right on non engineers. But which makes sense. I like. I like the fact that my Ironbound Proto-Drake is now available to be flown by any of my characters who can fly on mounts. And my uh, Spirit of Competition, the little dragon pet from the Chinese Summer Olympics. I'm way too excited about Pokemon being in WoW. I just, I know you, you do right, it's like, it, it's Pokemon. Yes, it is. And Pokemon sells well for a reason. It's good gameplay. And so does Farmville. And it looks like they've got Farmville in WoW too, so. Yep. So, Sims and Skyrim, Farmville and Pokemon in WoW. And you know what? So be it. I'm happy with it. We'll let them. While WoW installs Farmville and Pokemon, and you'll probably be able to play Spider Solitaire at some point in time, just for kicks, uh, we say goodbye to one of the grandfathers of MMORPGs, I would argue. Uh, City of Heroes yep. is shutting down. Effective that right now, they're... Uh, they're they're stopping charging people for playing the game and they believe by the end of the year they're going to shut down all the servers and it will be no more and that was i think this kind of came out of left field because they made the announcement on their site the developers mm -hmm. did i'll link that on and, the podcast page and everyone just went what because, yeah, it was one of the, you know, it was that first superhero game. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I played City of Heroes when it launched for a little while before uh, moving on. Uh, and it, it it did several things really, really well. Mm -hmm. The level of character customization that you could get out of that game. I mean, you I spent, I spent hours, plural, hours in the character creator alone getting the costume right, the colors right, and mm -hmm. just designing. And the thing was, you know, you would have so much money at the end of the game that players would hold costume contests out under uh, the Statue of Atlas. And so I would make level one characters run outside and hang out for the costume contests, and I would rake in so much money just because I would spend so much time building characters and costumes. And that's... And and that was fun for me. Yeah. Going out and doing some of the grindier missions, not so much. You know, I was I, I after that, you know, the first five levels, I was really not interested in playing the game, which, yeah, maybe that is why it feels a little long in the tooth today. But 
it's still sad to see it go because it was it's such a it's such an important point in the MMO history. It really, and you know, I there are people that, st- that this doesn't need to be said, but there are people that still play City of Heroes. There are people that still love City of Heroes, and yeah, it did a lot of things really well, and it still to this day does things that others don't. I mean, the customization is one of the big deals that. That's a that's a big thing to a lot of people. I mean, present company included. I like games for customization. I just recently uh, started playing um, Star Wars: The Old Republic Two Sith Lords, and I was really disappointed at the at the lack of customization in character creation. There are a, there are a dozen or so heads that you can pick from, and that's pretty much the the long and the short of it. I was really hoping for something a little beefier as far as that's concerned. And I'm like I'm that way with every game I play now. Once they started allowing you to customize your character, I mean that's what I want to see in a game. If it has the word RPG anywhere in yeah, its title, you better give me multiple head options. Right, other more than... than just what we had in WoW. I mean, yeah, I mean. Uh, the Old Republic doesn't have – well, WoW is a little more customizable than the Old Republic um, – than Old Republic 2. Knights of the Old Republic Co- 2. KOTOR. KOTOR 2, right. Yes. Uh, it's it's more customizable than KOTOR if only because you can change your hair color and you can change your hairstyle and things like that. But not a or great deal. races. Well, naturally, right. But more of a I, – I, you know, I want more. I want to a point – where you're getting, you know, um, oh, what's the game? I don't remember. Uh, it was kind of a street gang style game. You could cre- you could customize your character. You could make him an alien. You make him a clown. You could pick the uh, pick voices and you know super customizable. And I'm like you, I was Saints spend... Row was it? Yeah, it was. I mean Saints, Saints Row too. Saints Row, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Saints Row, I think three also got some. Yeah, really... Saints Row three was ridiculous. Got some really good props for its level of customization. Yeah. And and Saints Row two was just as good. Uh, actual well, Saints Saints Row two was good. I'm sure Saints Row three was even more so because of all the accolades they got for character customization. Character customization is a big deal. And City of Heroes has always been the customize your character game. And yeah. it's it's sad to see it go. So. Oh, well, I guess time has to march on, as does the end of the podcast. Uh, as always, the music you're listening to right now is Opprop featuring Esset. Check them out on uhort.no. You should check us out on Twitter. We are at G-I-R Podcast. You can also shoot us an email to GIRpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bad horse, bad horse, bad horse, bad horse. He rides across the nation. The thoroughbred of sin. He got the application you just sent in. It needs evaluation, so let the games begin. A heinous crime, a show of force, a murder would be nice, of course. Bad horse, bad horse, bad horse. He's bad. The evil league of evil is watching, so beware. The grade that you receive will be your last, we swear. So make the bad horse gleeful, or he'll make you his mare. Get saddled up, there's no recourse. It's Hyo Silver, sign bad horse. (laughs) 